Hello and welcome to another edition of the Dorkiest Podcast. As always, I am your co-host Mike, and uh, hmm, I'm detecting a high level of cerebral cortex activity. It must be my good friend Daniel. How you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing great. Cool. Did I did I get that quote right? Because I just had to look up like Halo quotes, and that was one of the first ones that come up. So, did you recognize that, or is that like too I, obscure? Uh, that one might be obscure, admittedly. Like. Really, I did have to re-remember a lot of stuff and prep for this episode, but I, I, oh. I'm going to give it a pass. Okay, good. Yes, I nailed it. That's right. <laughs> well, how you been, man? I've been doing good. Good, good. You've been, you've been doing doing well the last couple of weeks. Like you're healing up okay, and everything looks is, is, looking, is looking good on your end. Yep, everything is looking good. I said I have control of enough fingers to play games, so I'm back <laughs> yeah. I'm back on that grind. Thank goodness for the ergonomics of modern game controllers. <laughs> yes. If cool. I had to rely on playing mouse and keyboard, I might be in a little more trouble. Oh, yeah. I guess you would kind of need that pinky pinky muscle to kind of get control of the mouse a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. So yay for console gamers. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> So, uh, so today, folks, we got another edition of uh, Ask a Dork About. And, uh, you know, today we're going to be, uh, I am going to be asking uh, an, another dork, uh, Daniel, uh, all about Halo. So, you know, Halo Reach is one of his favorite games of all times. Uh, you know, he doesn't shut up about it, actually. Uh, but uh, <laughs> could we add that to the bingo card? Yeah, I, know I, I, a, I guess. I know it's it a joke, but uh, yeah. <laughs> It is but, ever growing. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, but well, you know, Halo Reach being one of his favorite games, you know, he uh, and the Halo franchise is something that he's super knowledgeable about. You know, it, this, this past week, I realized I don't really know anything about it, and it's one of those it's one of those tentpole franchises. You know, especially if you're, uh, and I've been an Xbox gamer, and I've only kind of played Halo Four. So I think now is a good time for me to get uh, you know acclimated to the series. Uh, you know, I plan on getting Game Pass at some point in my life, and you know the, the the franchise has expanded now to television. So I can't wait to talk to you about that show. <laughs> I'm sure you've been watching that show, right? I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, well, we'll get to that when we get to that, won't we? Oh, okay. So that's fair enough. Oh, that's The Last of Us. I'm thinking of that's 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 the other gaming show. <laughs> uh, but first of all, Daniel, uh, how about we take a pause right here, and uh, I am going to cut it on over to uh, uh, my my good friend Erica. She's also my wife, but she also just rolled credits on the video game uh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, she wants to talk all about it. So before we get into what you have been playing over there, let's see what Erica has been playing over there. Boop. Hey, everybody. Uh, Mike and Erica here. I know I just said, I know past Mike, handsomer Mike, just said uh, <laughs> that uh, we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy with my beautiful wife, Erica, here. But uh, we just recorded that segment, and it's over an hour long. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to take all of that and make it a bonus episode. So uh, over on your podcasting service, you might have seen that two episodes popped up for the dorkiest for this week. And that's what that's going to be. So uh, you, you, you'll see it. It's, it's going to be named Erica and Mike talk about uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, I'm, how did that review go, love? I think well. Yeah, I 
Did you did you get did you did you have enough to say? I guess it was a lot longer than I thought it would be. Yeah, we we originally wanted that to be like twenty twenty five. Well, minutes, because I just okay. put bullet points. I didn't know how long it was going to take me to talk about those bullet points. But again, yeah, <laughs> foolish on my part to to ask the biggest Harry Potter fan that I know to talk about a, a Wizarding World game for just twenty minutes. So anyway, go to that segment right now. It's available right now. So back to the show. Boop. All right, man. So I mean. Daniel, now that we kind of like been a month out from Hogwarts Legacy and stuff like that, like where's your hype level uh, regarding? I know you said you were interested in playing it. Has your interest kind of grown? Uh, Has it kind of waned for a little while? Like, have you like now that you've maybe seen some more reviews from more reviewers that you trust? Uh, I would say everything I'm seeing makes it look definitely like a good game. It's not going to be like the oh, it's like gonna be the next game I play. Mm-hmm. it's definitely it's added to, i think it's added to the list of if i see it on a really good sale down the line it's like i'll pick it up and throw it on my backlog i know yeah one of the things that uh, surprised me a lot uh now that the game's been out for a month is that like it uh, it is as far as sales wise in the same amount of time it surpassed elden ring already and elden that ring was the second insane. most high in, highest selling game of 2022 so wow, like this game is selling gangbusters and it's making a lot of people happy, which is good. Well, that's good. I am glad. And uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I have not been able, I have not been seeing much of the horrible discourse about this game much because I just got done with a two-week sabbatical from from Twitter. Well, I mean, you should do that. You should should extend that from two weeks to two lifetimes. (laughs) I highly recommend it. Right, and now I've made sure that I'm just going to block and unfollow anyone that posts anything that starts to annoy me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's just good internet etiquette anyway. But, you know, I mean, as far as that stuff goes, I, you kind of knew at the back of your head that as soon as the game would come out, give it a week, give it a couple weeks, all that noise is going to go away. Like, the, I mean, the same right. kind of thing happened with The Last of Us Part Two for the most part. Um, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> And gamers it's come as far as it's come back because the last of a show oh right yeah so i mean like gamers are nothing if not inconsistent <laughs> yes and they i are, mean gamers are... like capital g gamers right so they they're they are fickle and easily distracted <laughs> i mean they're gamers <laughs> exactly <laughs> so enough about what erica has been playing over there daniel what have you been playing over there Mike, in the past couple weeks, I have rolled credits on Cyberpunk 2077. Dude, look at that. We're all rolling credits over here on some game. That's awesome. Yes, I believe I looked up. I was, I believe, around 28 hours when I when I finally finished. Oh, did you, uh, like, PlayStation, your, play, your PS5 told you that? Uh, I think every time I save, it, it tells me how far I am, and that's how I was checking ah, it. gotcha, so, yeah. I was guesstimating based off of where I was compared to how long the last mission took me. So, Okay, cool. So, I mean, now that you've kind of gone through your first playthrough, uh, give me your kind of overall thoughts on it. You know, you, I, you've been enjoying it so far, and has the ending kind of uh, made your, you know, increased your enjoyment? Has it made you rethink some things in the game? How, where, where are you at right now? I, I would say that playing this game, it's probably the most fun open world game that's like that i played in a long time it, it gave me that same vibe i get when i finish playing the first mass effect or, El, or uh, 
Skyrim where it's like, all oh. right, I'm done. I, I want to immediately jump back in and do this again. Exactly. <laughs> Make different yeah. choices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, dude. And in that, I think that's kind of the game's really one strength is that it's, you know, as kind of gross as it can be. I mean, you know, that that's kind of vibe that they're going for. Right. Uh, it, it's over the top. It's overly violent, overly sexual. And that's that's the, that's what it is trying to do. Yeah. I mean, so it really succeeded in uh, in applying that tone to the to the audience, you know, as as hyperbolic that, that the game can be the game is overall just a joy to play you know and yes, it's just it a, like the, the world building's great yeah yeah it's, it's like it's so great you got, like you mentioned like the world building is great the characters like i just fell in love with the side characters yeah some of the best side characters that i've played in like any or that I've interacted with in almost like any game, really. Like I, like all of them are memorable. Most of them are pretty well written. You know, inanimate objects are really well written too. <laughs> I just, yes, like the talking vending machine that was hilarious. I will have a couple of, I say, like I have a couple of interesting points that I will not, not. It's not the game's fault necessarily. It's just how a have bug I happen to encounter. I never got to finish Judy's storyline it just i got to a point and she just never called me back oh okay well i think if you start up your save you start back like like before the final mission so you can't go back to her or is there like a story reason why she can't call you back Uh, no i I can get back it's just i kind of decided that when i do the final mission i just kind of want to be like put an end to this v's story if i want to do i'll do it again when i uh so when I do another playthrough, I'll mop that up along with. Some oh, so of the you're other gonna. Things. So you're planning on just like hardcore role playing and like just letting this story sit and never coming back to the story, as yep, far as I'm this one playthrough. Yep, this V story is done. We are going wow. to go on to a new one. So. Interesting. Now, without going into too many spoilers, I guess there there should there. I'm you know the game is fairly new, and I'm sure a lot of people are still right. waiting on. Um, more bug fixes or maybe like an ultimate edition with the dlc coming out soon like w- tell me about your ending like did were you satisfied with the ending that you got like did you feel like it matched your playthrough yeah i feel like i, I really liked it I, like when i had the last uh i'm trying to think of how to say it without spoiler i got the pan am ending i guess i'll just say that mm. without spoiling much and i really thought it worked for my character because my v started off as like this as this kind of like a corpo self-centered person and like so i see him like like she made connections with people mm. like river and pan am and it's like it ultimately to me was like that is the right ending yeah it really shows especially from your corpo background like that character growth that you know i that i liked my ending i got a similar ending to you too but i started off as a nomad so it was so I guess my ending is more of like, you know, staying true to your values, I suppose, where yours is more of like, you know, char- personal character growth and reaching out to people you wouldn't necessarily or people that you probably thought were beneath you at some point in your life, right? So like that that that's cool how the just that little background of our two characters can have us both view the ending in different ways, right? Even though we got similar endings. Right, most definitely, and like I said like, just the characters so great, the stories are great. Like I just talking about the combat and how like 
you can just basically build your character into however you want. Like, by the time I got to the end of the game, I very rarely had to, like, ever use a gun to kill my way through a, through a section. Oh, really? So you kind of went, like, kind of hacker melee build? Yeah, not, not even not even melee. Like, I literally could just quick hack everyone to death in a row. Whoa, and dude. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like, hack into this camera. Okay, yeah, set this guy on fire, set this guy on fire, blow up this guy's grenade on his belt. <laughs> it's just oh. like... That's so crazy, dude. Now I'm now I'm kind of sad that uh, uh, CD Projekt Red kind of canceled any sort of like uh, multiplayer PvP stuff. Because my by, by the end of my playthrough, like I became like a weapons expert. Like I could just like boom, quick attack, like 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 quick shot your quick shot your head with any with almost any gun. Like I kind of became an expertise at like mid range guns. But uh, like so, I w- I would love to see like your superhero V versus my like john wick <laughs> any gun like dead shot v and see who would win in a fight you know yeah that that would be very fun but yeah it's like i so i definitely know whenever i want to do a second playthrough whenever that will be i'm going to go probably more more combat focused because but yeah, the quick hacking that became like my absolute favorite yeah thing in the game it almost sounds like your v was a little overpowered too <laughs> yeah I'll, <laughs> a little hey i still had to use my guns plenty in the final missions oh yeah yeah absolutely so you know uh cd project red is set to release the phantom liberty expansion pack uh sometime later this year no solid release date yet so i mean probably a stupid question but like you know you're i'm sure you're all in on that right oh yeah i'll probably be you i'll probably give me an excuse to start up a new playthrough <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, maybe you could time your uh, second V uh, to you know roll right into that one. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, so I roll credits on that, and uh, I hopped in on the next game on my to-do list. I, I decided I popped in. I've been playing some Deathloop. Deathloop? Dude, how awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I haven't been on the PS5 because, you know, you just heard wah-wah has been on it for a month, so I haven't really been stalking you and and seeing what you've been playing. Dude, I love Deathloop, one of my favorite games of last year. It is definitely... I didn't know exactly what to expect going into it, but it has... I, I... I'm enjoying it. It has be it has intrigued me at points. It has midly infuriated me at points. But I think but, it's it's supposed to do that though. Like it's a it's a game yeah. about learning, you know. Right. I like I said I feel if I could have one critique and I get exactly why they're doing it. Sometimes it feels like I have to backtrack way too much, or it's mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm really getting into this mission. I'm really getting into like this. So I have to, and it's like oh you got to go to this part. Oh you got to go to this map at this time of day. So you just kind of got to leave and restart the whole day over again. I'm just like ah, okay. Yeah, I mean that can that can be frustrating, and I remember thinking that too when I first started the game. And I'm sorry, it wasn't last year; it was 2021. I'm still in 2022 mode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, when I first started the game, like I I because you know looping type time loop type of games are not really a, a genre that I'm really familiar with. So this is kind of like a big uh, jumping into a genre I don't normally touch. But uh, for me. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and I remember feeling that kind of like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm doing this way too much. Like I've already done this. I don't know how to like optimize it or get better at this part. So like, is, and I kept thinking like, is this game for me? And then something just clicked. So like, it's, it sounds like you haven't reached that hump yet. 
And I know it sounds weird if you're just thinking, if you're, if you're listening to this audience and you're like, well, why, why do you keep playing a game? You're not, sounds like you're not enjoying, like you're, you're, it sounds like you're enjoying it, right? Yeah, I am enjoying it. I, as it's just like, I get points where I'm like, you know, it's the same thing that you keep, you keep trying to get an objective and you keep dying and restarting the day over. It just gets, I say you get discouraged and kind of annoyed, but it's like, I, I might just, it's, I know it's not the game's fault. It's, yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's a learning curve, and I'm trying to learn the best way to optimize this. Yeah, how many hours would you say you're in uh, on Deathloop already? Oh boy, that's gotta be like I think I have to be at least like like maybe like somewhere between like five and ten. Five and ten. Oh, okay. Wow, you're you're kind of I, you're in it now. All right. Right. Like I I don't know if this gives you an idea. I have three slabs currently. Okay. Yeah, you're still early-ish. I'd say you're maybe like a. Uh, if I'm being generous, like a third of the way uh, through the game right. already. So if you just 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 keep pushing through it, man. Just keep learning and keep uh, and keep trying to be as optimal as possible. It, it may not seem like you're making much progress, especially with all the backtracking that you're doing. But I promise you, once you meet more of the um, uh, what do they call them in the game? The those visionaries. The visionaries. Yes. Once you start meeting more of those visionaries and learning their their routines the game will start making like okay i during this morning i know exactly where to go to make myself more right. optimal I've, and then the afternoon I've, and then the I've, evening time yeah right i've definitely got them i just had a moment that did for me to no end because i had i had gotten right to the visionary i, I feel like this should give it, but i had to the i had the class pass Ah, I, I remember that. I, one. I fought my way all the right way to him, and then I was like, "Okay, there he is. I can take him out." And then just a flood of enemies came in, and I just could not. And he, I killed everybody except for him, and he like got. And my health was low, and he got me, and I had to restart the whole day. I was just like, "Oh, that's so disheartening." <laughs> Dude, now you know what it's like to play Elden Ring. <laughs> Oh, so this is, is this good prepping? Oh, absolutely! Ring? Yeah, if you want, if you love games where you're just gonna keep repeating the same thing over and over again because you're an insane person, yeah, you're gonna love uh, Elden Ring. <laughs> right, but thankfully, I I think, well, I think I know a way to help make that killing that guy easier. I think I've learned through my notes that I as in the game i'm like okay, yeah i think i know what i can do yeah that's a brilliant thing about uh about death loop is that like you, you you'll you'll hit a wall like where it sounds like you are right now and you'll just keep it like okay well i keep trying to kill this dude it's not working and then all of a sudden you'll maybe you'll stumble across some piece of information that maybe tells you hey actually this before this person goes to their office they like to go hang out over here or something so hey just keep reading notes, Daniel, and eventually. Yes, like I, the, I learned that early on. Is like every time there's anything that says read or listen to, I was like, yeah, listen to it, <laughs> read it, everything, because like it can give me a note that can help make this one part of the game infinitely easier. Yeah, brilliant game, man. I, I think this game is a underrated gem. I know it kind of won a few awards at the Game Awards in 2021, but uh, but I, I feel like in 2021 this wasn't really talked about as much as I feel like it should have been. Right. And I think I looked it up. I think I'm like, I'm like seven hours in. So yeah, between five and 10. I was right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, you're, 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 you're well on your way. And I think like, as soon as it clicks, you're going to just rock it through to the end of that game. So yeah, I, I think maybe I, by I, the I next time we reconvene. 
Yeah, I was like, I enjoy, I really do enjoy How Long to Beat, and it told me that average it takes about 15 to 20 hours to beat this game. I'm like, okay, that's all right. That's at least a shorter game. <laughs> yeah, I think that's being generous, to be honest, because because uh, you know, I'm not not to sound like I'm humble bragging or anything, but like I after I beat the game the first time. I just like played through the game again and just like beat it super duper quick. So like completely like on a brand new playthrough, I beat it in like three hours. <laughs> right. So, I, I understand it's one of those games that once you beat it the first time and you know what to do, you can probably beat it in no time. I, oh I, yeah. That's gotta be, that's gotta be so satisfying. I'm sure. Yeah. Like and said, it feels I feel like I'm in, right on the cusp. Yeah. And it feels life. so empowering too. Like once you know the schedule of everybody, Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, so like I definitely enjoying it. It's just like I said, like it's almost like comparison. It feels like it's annoying when I hit a point. I'm like, well, I have to go do say I have to go do this mission so I can learn some more information on how to do this mission, and then I have to go do another mission to get more information about that mission. It's like yeah. it sometimes feels like I don't know how much progress I'm actually making, but I feel like I'm right on the cusp. And I just beat oh, is it is it the two birds one stone? Mm. mission i think it's what's called that that one when i hit when i've got when i got that one i was like okay now i feel like i'm really making progress i figured that out that's a big one yeah that i remember that was a big milestone for me too so yeah yeah you're you're well on your way man so i'm really glad that you're not only giving this game i feel like the attention it deserves but also you're you're, you're enjoying it and you're like and, and, and like it, it sounds like it's sitting well with you too it is. It's definitely a game. Like I really intended. Like I wasn't sure how much I was gonna like this game, so I was like, "Well, it'll be a good in between game before I get to the next really big game." But I'm like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this." Yeah, yeah. It, it's a nice little stop stop gap between probably the next gigantic game which you're gonna play. Do you have an idea what you're touching after this, or you want to keep uh, that yeah. secret? I say, yeah, I guess I go. I'm gonna go hop in Horizon Forbidden West. There you go. Nice, dude. Cool. So yeah, yeah. That's that's another huge game's gonna take you. 40 to 60 oh. hours so <laughs> yeah i'll take up like most of the middle of the year <laughs> yeah pretty much man cool dude but good I, to hear i have yeah and i have plenty of uh, my backlog just got bigger because playstation had an absurd sale i see uh, the past couple of weeks so you didn't <laughs> i i had a 25 dollar gift card mike i bought five games oh wow that's awesome what, what did you buy I uh, bought the Bioshock collections. That's three Bioshock games. I've always wanted to play Bioshock Infinite. I'm like, hey, might as well play the other two as well. Might as well, yeah. I've got that on PS4 as well. And then I bought Darksiders 1 as the and Jedi and the uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for Jedi Survivor coming out in a couple months. Yeah. I think I'll probably wait a little while to, to pick that up, though. But uh, yeah, I, I've. It, oh yeah if you want like a great like soulsborn style game that's not super duper hard like the that the jedi game is really good i've heard people say that sorry it has some souls like things to it oh yeah it's it's not a souls like it is just a souls game with star wars <laughs> well who who can't love that very good dude yeah you got some you got some gems dude yeah all right mike so what is it that you've been playing over there all right. Well, still counting down the days until I'm able to play the PS5 too. Maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, I, I've still been able to pick up uh, or as, uh, play some great games on the Switch that I've been uh, chipping away at. Uh, one of which I rolled credits on, and uh, it was a game that's been on my eye for quite a while now, uh, ever since it kind of 
uh, it, it was kind of making the rounds like on like the Nintendo indie circuit for a little while. And then it finally came out uh, this past October on October 27th, 2022. So this is the game Signalis, S-I-N-N-A-L-I-S. Uh, Daniel, you might have heard this the, the name of this game maybe being passed around if you kind of listen to end, a lot of like end of the year lists or maybe end of the year discussions from your, from gaming outlets that you that you trust. Uh, have you heard about this game at all? Yeah, like I just I just looked it up and saw like the box cover. I'm like, yeah, I definitely have seen this. I don't know anything about it, but the name does ring a bell. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a it's a lesser known game, uh, but like the art direction and the the, the atmospheric tone and the art style like really spoke to me too, because what this is, is kind of like a, it's like a 2.5 D style, um, like kind of like an old resident evil game from back in the PlayStation one, where, you know, there was like a static image and then you would control your character through, uh, you know, a pre-rendered background and stuff like that. But, uh, it, and it's a little pixel arty too, like maybe, yeah, I guess I'd say like PlayStation One style graphics, um, but you know, kind of like an up res modern version of that. And like, you know, so I grew up on like Resident Evil games and Silent Hill and like these types of um, low key horror games from the past. So this like spoke to me like really well as soon as as soon as I saw the first trailer like several months ago, and then like I, I you know I, I was really looking forward to this coming out. Picked up the, the the physical edition not too long ago as well, and uh, and also you know side note. Uh, the creators of this game is uh, a, a developer called Rose Engine. Consists of two women. And that's it. They did all the. They did the bulk of pretty much all of this game, save for the music, which they outsourced to a, another like uh, chiptune artist. Yeah, two women made this game. So like, nice. If, if if you ever like look at a trailer or something and just see like just that tone, that the the way that everything is like played out the way it really does mimic like old school horror games like it, it's it's you, you could tell like like me they probably grew up on like old resident evil games as well and like were inspired by their own uh you know stories and stuff tonally it's very like uh alien or aliens uh, mixed with like, a little bit of blade runner like a lot of like really good use of lighting uh you know the the, the color palette of this is there's a lot of like uh, whites and blacks and grays but like really highlighting the red like all throughout the game too and like it, it uses sound design to really great effect like the the even though there's no voice acting in this game like this the sound design alone like really brings you and it brings you into the world and really makes you feel like you're there and like it it legit like frightened me a lot a lot of times even though i was playing handheld for the most part like the, the striking, disturbing imagery that just kind of like flashes uh, in certain scenes. Like, I, I, I guess the way I could describe it is that if, if you've ever seen The Shining and the way that The Shining like would like to like uh, just pop an image for like half a second on, 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 on screen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So like Signalis would do that too. Like during like a very important scene, like a very something very disturbing will, 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 will appear and it just like freaks you out and it uses sound to great effect. So yeah, great, great environmental puzzles as well. Um, you know, overall I would say like the game is a little janky, uh, but I think that was kind of like the intention because those old school resident evil games are kind of janky. And that's kind of the point of the horror is that you don't have full control sometimes of the combat or, or if, you know, if you, if you get swarmed by, monstrosities you don't know for sure that you could 
you know, take him out if you, if you, if you need to, but um, yeah, man, if you, if you ever want like a, you know, a throwback horror game with like a great, unique art style, um, just some really good puzzles too. Like some of these puzzles like really got me thinking and, you know, it's one of those things where like the, the, the solution is some, is completely obvious. And then you figure it out. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm stupid, <laughs> but uh, uh, everyone loves those games. Oh yeah, I, I love games that make me feel dumb. But uh, yeah, so if you if you love like some like Lovecraftian horror mixed with like some sci-fi horror with like the tone, the tonal shifts of like Blade Runner or Aliens, like I think this might be a game that for for a very like niche audience. But if you feel if you feel like you fall within that multi uh, uh, multi pie chart of all those things and i think this might be a game for for you i will definitely look into it that sounds very interesting yeah i mean yeah shout out to uh the developer rose engine and, and you know at least you know i'd say it's all the time for all, all, the, all the weird games that i bring to the show but like go, go check out a trailer and you know just 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 you know support and follow the developers on social media or something like because they seem like really cool people uh, so you know speaking of uh, sci-fi and awesome atmosphere and some weird horror elements uh a couple of weeks ago i think they i think this happened on the on february no yeah so it happened of uh, february 8th but uh nintendo had a nintendo direct and during that nintendo direct they just said like hey metroid prime remaster is out go download it and in a couple weeks the physical edition will be out so you know your boy out there he's gonna he, he loves to collect so i waited for the physical edition so i am right now in the middle of playing metroid prime remastered uh so this is a game from uh 2002 you know we're gonna talk a lot about shooters from uh the early 2000s so <laughs> might as well as, well. yeah might as well might as well start right now but uh you know i had a gamecube back in the day and this is uh one of the games that i actually missed out on so i kind of bought a gamecube for different reasons i wanted to play the Metal Gear Solid remake, uh, Twin Snakes, and then uh, Resident Evil remake, and then Smash Brothers, and Mario Sunshine, and stuff like that. But I never got into the Metroid Prime games, which is sad because I love the Metroid games, and I'm, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm the only person out there who loves the Metroid games because nobody else ever talks about them. You know, back in 2021, I think it was, I was like, I was really championing Metroid Dread when that came out because i just want everyone with a switch should have metroid dread it's it's one of the best action games i've ever played in my life but uh you know so the remaster of metroid prime was like the perfect opportunity for me to jump in and play this game too i'm really enjoying it too uh the game holds up for the most part uh, but because it's a game from 2002 uh it, it kind of has the values of a game from 2002 which means no no checkpoints which means, oh boy, yeah, not very generous save points either. Uh, and it, the game is once you reach a certain point in the game, the the difficulty spike, oh, brutal, dude. So like this game gets hard, and it makes me feel dumb. <laughs> so I love games that make me feel dumb. So I, I'm kind of right there in the point in the game where the game gets super hard, and I'm having to go back all the time because the game keeps kicking my butt. And uh, so. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling old now, which is great. But <laughs> gonna gonna keep at it. I I I I feel I try not to read anything about the game, uh, even though it's been out for you know 21 years at this point. I try not to read about it because uh, I I want to be surprised at the at the ending because like 
like like I said, like the atmosphere is good, um, and the atmosphere like holds up to this day. You know, they, they touched up the game a little bit, so that that kind of helps with the art direction. But uh, but uh, but yeah, but overall, like if you if you take away like those, if you can get past the fact that like the game has a as no checkpoint system and it really relies on you to make sure that you save correctly, um, then I think you're gonna en- enjoy a lot about this game because you know Metroid's awesome and more people should play Metroid. Like you, Daniel, why aren't you playing Metroid right now? I, I listen when I had the when I had the Nintendo online subscription. I I put in the first Metroid, and I was just so confused by everything going on. Okay, when I say play Metroid, I mean you can skip the first Metroid; it doesn't hold up. But you could play Metroid Super Metroid on the Super NES, and that actually uh, holds up to this day because I, I I played that uh, in in anticipation for metroid dread before that came out and it legit it holds up to this day dude good to know and also you should buy metroid dread and metroid prime remastered and when metroid prime 4 comes out i'm guessing at, at the end of this sometime this year D- do we know to just add it to my never in the backlog <laughs> please daniel i need more metroid games please do this for me do me a solid man <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, speaking of, uh, like I mentioned, speaking of first-person shooter games from the from the years two thousand and beyond, let's talk a little bit about Halo, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So you know, like I mentioned at the top of the show here, uh, I don't know that much about Halo, and you would think, you know, with all the weird gaming knowledge that I have, with you know, since you know playing games for thirty-one years now actually going on 32 years now uh i would know enough about halo but i don't i owned an xbox prime uh around the time it came it came out like one day my dad just came home and had it and (laughs) and this was like this is like when i was begging my parents for a playstation 2 back in the day and like my dad just came home with an xbox prime and he was like this one's better (laughs) so i'm like so i'm trying to be grateful right i'm not i'm not like you know, I'm not going to be ungrateful. Like he just he just spent all this money on this brand new console, but like there was nothing on the Xbox at that time that I wanted. So I, you know, so I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, so awesome. And but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, great. I can't play Metal Gear Solid. I can't play Final Fantasy X. I can't play Resident <laughs> Evil. What? <laughs> it really is the like that is really like the worst console for your gaming tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, right? <laughs> but you know, one of the games that that launched with that console was uh, was Halo Combat Evolved, and you know, I was not a fan of first person shooters back in the day, so that was one of the games that I decided not to get. What did I get instead? Oh, I got Dead or Alive Three, uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Zoe, if you're listening to this, please don't look that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't let any any of our younger listeners don't look that up. Yeah, forget I said that. That that's a fake game that I made up. <laughs> oh, what else did I get for that console? Oh, I got Dead or Alive Four also. Oh man, I think my dad bought me like one of the James Bond games, which wasn't a first person shooter. That was like a third person shooter. Yeah, I don't remember what I played on the Xbox, really, so I don't know right. what I had it for. <laughs> right, because like, if, if I think of all the games I recall either playing or watching his own play on the, on the Xbox Prime, I'm just like, they're all first or third person shooters. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they were definitely like, um, you know, playing to that market, weren't they? Right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, that's one of the things that I'd, I'd love to hear from your perspective, too, man. So like, you know, so first things first, though, like, 
Cliff Notes version. Uh, tell me about the Halo franchise because you, you know, you kind of told me off air too, like from Halo Combat Evolved all the way up to Halo Four. You'd say that you're an expert on, so you just. You, I, so I imagine after that game, that's like when you didn't have an Xbox anymore, so you kind of stopped following the franchise. Right. Well, I think I had an Xbox around the time Halo Five came on, but it came out. But I'm sure we'll get to it. Halo Four did not endear me enough to want to. Ch- shell out another 60 bucks for halo 5 when it gotcha. came out okay gotcha so tell me about your history with the halo franchise so you know the combat evolved came out in 2001 you were a wee baby at that time so yeah i would i would have been like four <laughs> yeah so i shockingly my i did not play halo combat evolved when it first came out <laughs> gotcha yeah i mean i know i i know i asked you that question like off air too and i thought about it i was like i got it in my in my, in my dumb head i'm like Mike, you have to remember that sometimes people are younger than you, and they're not, yeah, they I, weren't I, teenagers I, oh my, when you were two, when you were two thousand and one. So anyway, I, I, right? Like as I told you, Mike, I've done the math. I am <laughs> the, the exact midway point between you and your daughter. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> so when did you jump in on Halo? You, you well, had like, to still have been pretty young, right? Right, like, I remember, I was, like, I did not play Halo, but I was inundated with Halo since probably about 2004. Okay, so around the so, time of Halo 2, then. Yeah, and my brother got an, and my brother got an Xbox Prime, I say, and uh, it came with Halo 1. Oh, so, great, I watched, yeah. so, so I watched him play with Halo 1 and 2, and I would say as a small, like, six, seven-year-old child... I was very fascinated by it. Like, it would just seem like, like, I remember looking back, and it's hilarious looking back at the, how Halo Combat Evolved looks now, being like, it's so pretty. Like, I've never seen a game that looks so good. Yeah, and, you know, I always watched, you know, trailers, and even back in the day, too, there was this television show um, on the defunct uh, tech TV called uh, X-Play, um, you might have heard of it. I don't. I don't know if you are. I, you, are you think I vaguely remember this being a thing? Okay, yeah. So they so on on X Play, you know, they would do a lot of coverage on like uh, the Halo games up until you know the that, that show was canceled. Uh, but uh, I, but I remember like always being impressed by it. Like it was like you know Xbox was of the three consoles of that time was the the most powerful quote unquote. Like so you know the the, polyg- the polygonal models were very refined and even going you know flashing forward to like halo 2 like that was even that 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 looked like to me like 10 times better than halo right. combat evolved so like you know i was always impressed with the tech side of uh of xbox but you know again at the time uh i was more of an rpg kid not really really into first person shooters so like i never really got into the franchise that's probably like the huge the, the, the biggest reason why uh i i kind of never jumped in despite having an xbox but uh but yeah i can imagine like at your age too like that must have been like your star wars almost right right like it's, it's such a big deal because you know i at that point me and my brother played in like our nes so i'm used to like playing mario and earthworm jim i said like still i will forever champion that weird ass <laughs> game from oh yeah well, earthworm jim rules dude <laughs> yeah sorry game too that game is amazing but yeah like that's so that's why i'm used to looking at and then like seeing when he got like 
because we didn't have it in 64 or anything so we just have to jump straight from nes to xbox wow what a jump (laughs) skipping all those uh consoles in between the nes to to the to the xbox dude that must have been like leaps and bounds like (laughs) wow i said it it blew my mind as a child like it and like I said, like Halo just fascinated me. Like I liked how cool it looked. I loved the alien designs. It was just like, and, and like I said, that's why when I eventually later got an Xbox, I played Halo 3, Halo ODST, and Reach. And I went back and played Halo 1 when they released the Anniversary Edition. Oh, right on, yeah. The, so the Anniversary Edition, that is just a remake of the game for the Xbox 360? Yeah, they just they just made it look like Halo, you know, like Halo Reach. Oh, okay. Level of graphics. Yeah, just use the modern thing. engine for it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the cool thing is there was a button that you could hit on your controller to on the fly change the graphics from the original Halo One graphics to the new remastered graphics. Oh, I love when remakes do that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was so fun. But yeah, so that's that. That is my history with Halo, and as you know, I never shut up about Halo Reach. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going to talk a little bit more about Halo Reach in a bit. But uh, so you know, I, I talked a little bit about how like the reason why I never really got into it, and you, you know, I, I've had plenty of opportunities. Don't get me wrong, too. But it's just for whatever reason, I always felt like a I was already late to the party. So you know, why would I jump in? to it now uh you know with even after new game after new game that keeps coming out again more opportunities they even re-released the first game in 2011 but still stubborn me i'm like ah it's fine i'll i'll I'll, i guess i'll just learn about it on wikipedia for or whatever but um you know if if you could give me like the cliff notes version of the halo franchise you know could try to try to sell it to me like uh, try to get me to jump on board uh because you know i i I talked you know, we talk all the time about the whatever this Game Pass Chromecast stick that's obviously going to be happening at some point. Whenever that comes out, I'm going to be like day one. I'm going to get that, and I'm I'm, I'm sure Halo is going to be one of the first franchises that I jump into. So, you know, this, c- could you sell it to me? Like, give me the cliff notes of why you think, even to this day in 2023, it's worth going back to. Right. Well, I would say that, like, at least for me, everything for Halo One, Halo Reach. Great characters, a great story. Like to me, the combat, yes, the older games, of course, the combat is a little slow and clunky, and that's just how it's going to happen with a game that's like over 20 years old. You mean like just with the pacing? Yeah, like just with, you know, the movement, how fast your character moves, and like, you know, how, how, you know, it's also, it's going to be a little sluggish. It's not going to be as fast paced as modern, as the combat in a modern day first person shooter. So even and, with uh, the anniversary edition, they didn't change any of the gameplay. They just kind of made it look prettier. Yeah, they made it look prettier. And you can't, you know, I think it's not until Halo, either Halo 2 or 3 that you can even sprint. So, you know, and they, that there's that aspect oh, okay. of, of it. But, you know, it, it's still, it's not like, you know, it's not painful. Like, I say it's just, you know, you have to, revert your brain to early FPS and there's that's what it is and play it like an early FPS. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So but like, yeah, like it, I mean, as far as a single player campaign goes, it, it, do you think that's worth it to just jump into those just to, just to experience the, the single player campaigns, even just like the first three games, maybe? Yeah, I definitely say so. The, the first trilogy, like the first three games and reach, I think all have very good stories. What is Reach, by the way? 
I, I know you. I know you explained it a little bit, but like, is that a prequel game to one of the? Yes. Okay. Because basically, the ending of Reach flows directly into the beginning of Halo One. Would you recommend people start at Halo Reach, or do you <sighs> need story context from Halo One, Two, and Three to understand Reach a little bit more? Yeah, I'd say it, make, it makes sense the way they did, like because the original trilogy feeds so much information into Reach. It makes you know, it makes what you're doing make more sense and understand why it's so important. Mm-hmm. So that I would say that yeah, probably just playing them in release order would probably be the preferred way to do it. Okay, cool. So I I, I don't ever plan on playing this game multiplayer unless you know on the chance that like i f- super fall in love with this game i play halo one two three four guardians and then all the way to infinite and the infinite servers are still live and i can jump into some multiplayer matches or something right so the story wise sell me on the story like what what is halo about overall like we're six games in storyline's been going on for 22 years at this point like like what what is it about the story that is that that is worth telling for all this time. Right. I think like again, if you go with broad strokes, it's a pretty basic premise. Just you know, humanity has been expanding across the stars, and then they run into this galactic you know, interspecies empire, the Covenant. As in which the Covenant is this Mass Effect? <laughs> okay, not quite that. It okay, is not quite. I mean similar but not quite that gotcha okay (laughs) but the covenant are basically a theocratic empire basically and they're ruled by these three uh, high prophets that you know they're like and they basically their religion is built around the halo rings okay is is the halo rings are the halo rings like a mode of travel because that's kind of how i understand (laughs) them to be (laughs) no actually no is what you find on the games are the halo rings are how this ancient species of aliens the forerunners wiped out all life in the in the universe oh they're weapons okay (laughs) yes they're giant weapons basically oh okay so i thought they were just like a mode of like travel like you thought they were mass relays basically yeah essentially i i I guess i had the 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 streams crossed a little too much my bad (laughs) but yeah because basically you know, thousands of years ago, the Forerunners were overtaken by this thing called the Flood, which is just this hive mind alien thing that it basically turns people into zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, just control and spread. And they use the Halo Rings to wipe out all sentient life in the universe because that's the only way to kill them off if they have nothing to feed on. Okay. So yeah, they just wiped out all sentient life in the universe. And I guess, I believe it's, they basically kept the genetic data of a bunch of different species and then then, re- then had it automatically released back on the planets after confirmed that all the flood was dead of very horizon zero dawn i guess yeah for, <laughs> for what like purpose that. why wipe out these civilizations just to rebuild them like to rebuild them like like indoctrinate them or something or well basically just rebuild so there would be life in the universe because the only reason they wiped all life was so that the flood would starve and die off and it's like all right once the flood's gone we'll release this back in there so there can be life again Oh, to put their own species in their place. Yeah, I guess like basically they get oh, okay. they create like their own gen- like these genetic creatures. Obviously, all life is based off of my thing is the how I recall it. Oh, okay. So, so, so they're not just replanting the the the, the civilization that was there. They're just, they're kind of like crossbreeding them with themselves. 
that's what I always always got from it, like the, as a to an extent. Like basically, it's basically engineered evolution. Basically, like they created these species and then released the genetic data back into the planet so they could evolve and eventually we'd get back here. Oh, okay. So that seems a lot more nefarious. I was like, like what are like why? Because the way that you said it at, at the fir- the first time, I, I was thinking like, are they just doing like galactic garden gardening, like just tilling the yeah. earth just to like plant plant them back in there? It. Like, place it. Like the idea is in the first few games, you are almost <clears throat> for the forerunners are so species benevolent things. That's how the covenant sees it. They're the benevolent, like uh, before people that planted here, they created the rings, and so. The Covenant are crazy and stupid because they want to turn all the rings back on because they think that will take them to heaven, basically. Oh, okay. So it's indoctrination. They've indoctrinated people to believe that what they're doing is righteous. Right. Like I said, but the Forerunners are long extinct anyway, so it's all based off of what people think they know about the Forerunners. Okay. So when do the games take place? Like, Like, in the midst of this, like struggle or they're trying to take one planet in particular and that's where you come in like what are, what, where, where does yeah. master chief come into all this well master chief comes in that i at the beginning of the first game basically you're basically the whole point of the first trilogy is stop the covenant from turning on the rings because we find out like what they do and we would rather not wipe out all life and the galaxy that would be nice yeah i appreciate that <laughs> But yeah, so basically you are Master Chief, you know, you're one of like the top Spartans and you're assigned by the military to help like basically like in the war. Because right now humanity and the Covenant are at, are at a war because again, the Covenant won't turn on the rings. We're like, no, we'd rather not do that. So so are, are, the, co- are the Covenant, I'm sorry, did the, did, the, did the Covenant just like reemerge or had there been like a, a consistent threat? Like why it's are we kind of trying to stop them now? It's kind of just implied that this is because like, we're we're just recently going. We're only like a few like decades since like first contact. Oh, okay. Also, oh, like, this is humanity's like, perspective. Yes, this is all from like we're all fighting from humanity. Like we're like we're expanding across the stars. We ran into this giant empire of aliens, and I guess since we wouldn't go along with the covenant they want to basically wipe out humanity so oh okay okay all right I, yeah i didn't i didn't think about it that it was like this is from humanity's point of view gotcha is master chief a human is he from earth yes he is he is. all the spartans are humans okay cool so pr- basically everybody that you for the most part interact with are are humans as well Yes, until at least in the first game. The second game, uh, you do actually play some of Halo Two as one of the one of the generals in the Covenant. Oh, that's an interesting point of view shift. Yeah, because basically in the second game, you can also play some levels as this guy, the Arbiter, who is the head of one of the species of aliens. As he is uncovered, basically he basically finds out that all of the religious nonsense that the high prophets are spewing is lies. And he figures out like, well, he figures out himself what the halo rings do will do if they turn them on. And he's like, okay, no, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Can we not right now, please? <laughs> yeah, so, and at Halo three, you have Master chief and arbiter. They, they become buddies as they try to s- stop it. Oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hubbub and, and you know, I want to kind of get your perspective too about like the hype cycle. Uh, with the with the with the Halo games, but there was a lot of hubbub about like Halo Three being like, "Oh, this is the final chapter. Like, we got to finish the fight," yeah, and stuff like that. It, it, is Halo does Halo Three have like a nice 
tie a bow around it like definitive end i imagine yes, I it's like so. ambiguous enough to where we i mean they had another trilogy after that but like can right. you stop at halo 3 and be satisfied oh absolutely because i yeah because it's uh because you don't know like until between all that time between halo 3 which you know, it's 2007 i want to say seven was and halo then, 3 yeah yeah, and all, all the way until Halo Four, which I think one was that was that was like twenty fourteen. <clears throat> I believe it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Okay, yeah. so like so for all those years, no one knew whether Master Chief was really. We didn't. We were kind of left ambiguous whether Master Chief was alive or not. I think it's like if you beat the game on the highest difficulty without dying, you got like a special ending which showed you that Master Chief was alive. Oh. Or you probably just saw it on YouTube. <laughs> or you just saw it on YouTube. YouTube kind of murdered things like like that for being secret. There's no but, such thing know, as secrets anymore. Yep. <laughs> there are no secret endings in the internet age. But yeah, so like it's so a lot of people thought that Master Chief might not even be alive after the end of Halo Three. So it's like so we didn't know. So sorry, sorry, that's the end of the story. Okay. Well, uh, so you have you finished Halo Four? I I did. I finished it way back in 2012. Okay. So this Halo Four continue the story of the first trilogy or, or is this is this a brand new story and a new threat uh well he still plays master chief obviously yeah yeah so, um, he's but, on the cover yeah <laughs> yeah because it's like um, I, I purposely didn't re- reread any fresh halo 4 because i just wanted to see like all right let's see if i can do this from memory okay <laughs> okay it's like sometimes past the humanity and the covenant are now are now buddy like they first peace agreements because you murdered all the high prophets uh, throughout the first trilogy <laughs> it's and, funny how that Arbiter, works <laughs> yeah and arbiter like him as they took control of the covenant to help them be like hey let's stop this and it's and it's great so you've beaten the covenants so you're like you think like you're not gonna have to fight any more elites or grunts or brutes first thing in the game your ship gets attacked by elites and you fight your way through these uh, all these covenant guys and even master chief even brings up it's like i thought we were it's like i thought we reached peace agreements and she's like i said i guess not with these covenant these are a rogue faction okay but it's an excuse to bring back these enemies in the game (laughs) so they don't have to create entirely new enemies yes it's like you're not fighting the whole covenant you're fighting a rogue faction that still follow that still follow what the high prophets right okay sure but the basic idea is that now you're fighting one of the only surviving forerunners. If, forgive me, I do not know what on earth the name of the villain in okay. Halo 4 is. No, I yeah, think. no problem. But he is basically, he's a forerunner, and he's now trying to, I forget all the friends, but he has another mass weapon that's going to try to destroy the, the galaxy, because of course he is. The Halo 2, but not that Halo yeah. 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's like the Star Wars sequels. It's like the Death Star, but bigger. <laughs> Somehow, General Sidious uh, came back. God, that movie's awful. Anyway, uh, yeah. but we're, that, that, yeah, we're not talking about that one. But okay, cool. So it, it sounds like it does like pick up the story. It's the same threat-ish for the most part yeah, it's the new it's the same threat new look basically okay cool it's it's malibu stacy but with a new hat i don't know if i get that reference but i'm gonna say yes <laughs> you haven't seen enough simpsons i guess okay never mind <laughs> i like i've never watched an episode of simpsons in my life oh my god where have you been you 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 and i definitely come from a different generation man oh my god <laughs> anyway <laughs> so anyway uh you know so you you 
you, you did pick up with, uh, on the Halo franchise when you were still pretty young. Uh, so, you know, the hype cycle then. So I imagine like going into Halo 3, you know, on the on the on the Xbox 360 and then, you know, uh, with su- the subsequent reach, uh, the subsequent uh, releases of like ODST and Halo Wars and and uh, the, the anniversary and Halo Reach, of course, going into Halo 4. Like what was the what was it like being in that hype cycle? while being a fan of this franchise right it, it was so great like like i remember halo reach coming out because i think I, I didn't get halo reach until it had already been out for a couple of years because mm-hmm. i didn't get xbox 360 until which i came up i was watching the trailers and watching everything i could get my hands on of it and then once i actually had an xbox and was playing and, and they're hyping halo 4 mm-hmm. yeah man, it, it was like it was insane the hype level yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, did you did you like play with your buddies too? Like, were you a part of like the multiplayer kind of frenzy oh, yeah, of yeah. these? For Halo Reach, abs- absolutely. Like, that was some of my favorite memories. Is like me and my friends at high school just playing Halo Reach, just hopping in Forge mode. Yeah, and it's like building stuff. It's just like, like I said, I I love the the story of Halo Reach, but even like really that multiplayer stuff. Like, I said, that is probably my fondest memories of that game. Yeah, I remember you, you. You spoke very highly about that before when we were talking about your favorite games of all time, too. Uh, yeah, so you know, Halo Reach is the prequel. It's basically Halo Zero, is, is essentially. Halo Three ODST. What is that? Is that that that's a prequel game to Halo Three? It's kind of it plays a yeah, it's a little bit before, a little bit during Halo Three because it's one of the it's the only Halo game where you don't play as a Spartan. Like because Halo Reach, you don't play as as, as the first game. So a game where you didn't play as Master Chief, but this place in ODST, you don't play as a Spartan at all. Oh, who do you play as? Because I mean, I'm looking at the, the box art right here. He, I mean, this kind of feeds into a future question I got, but like, he kind of looks like everybody else. <laughs> all right. So he, because the ODS, he played. You play as one of the titular ODSTs. I'm blanking on what it stands for. Basically, they're like your your drop troops. Like, you know, they're the ones like their boots on the ground. They're the front line of defense. Just mil- military and, grunts. Yeah, basically, you know, your average, you know, your space marines. You know, it's like, you know them. Yeah, yeah, I've I've played a sci-fi game before. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's and uh, of course, you know, if you know about the Halo lore, it, that the Spartans and the ODSTs do not like each other. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they're just like opposing factions, or they're just kind of like rival military. A, yeah, they're yeah, it's rivals because the ODSTs, uh, their argument is, well, we're all human. And the 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 idea is that it's like the Spartans have undergone such genetic engineering and augmentations. It's just like their attitudes; they only see them as really people. Oh, they're freaks, man! Pretty much, like I said, if you about the thing, I got answering question you have, but going into the Spartan program, it's oh, it's it's all very messed up. (laughs) Oh, okay. So there's actual like messed up like dark lore behind them too. Absolutely. Oh, cool. All right. I mean, yeah, you really are selling me like on the uh, on the, the 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 background and the story elements of it too. Because you know, if you were to ask me, you know, a, a schmuck that doesn't really know anything about this franchise, just based on screenshots and gameplay footage of what you've seen, hey, tell me about Halo, right? And I could just tell you, okay, well, it's 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 Call of Duty, but in space, and and then the 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 green military, they're they're fighting the alien guys. Um, uh, there's a lot of military co- call signs. Uh, you shoot the gun, um, and it yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, 
you probably get away with it, right? If you're talking to like to, to my like my grandma, I I, I probably could have right. got away with it. <laughs> but uh, right. tell me, I, I, I was interested in this. Have you ever played Halo Wars, the RTS uh, uh, spinoffs? No, I never. I never did because I didn't know much about it, and the Halo fandom, for the most part, does not does not like likes to pretend those games do not exist. Do you know why? Is it just because they're RTSs? I, I would assume so. Okay. Like most Halo fans are, are FPS guys, and I don't think they have any interest in RTSs. So, in my opinion, it was a weird choice for Xbox and Bungie to make those. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, because uh, Xbox has done the same thing with uh, the Gears of War franchise too, where they just kind of taken it and been like, okay, well, now this is Gears of War, but it's an RTS. But now this is Gears of War, but they're pop figures. That's a real thing, by the way. Oh gosh i was i was looking at but you know side note i was looking at your uh you know gg app i was looking at the, the, the games that you've abandoned and gears of war one is on there and it, you've also <laughs> scored that like a half star we're gonna have we're gonna have to talk about that at some point <laughs> I, I i get it. i maybe it's not the game's fault but so I, I, that is entirely based off me trying off my experiences with the multiplayer oh right yeah the multiplayer the multiplayer fan base on that game, I can tell from experience, are they are the people that 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 made me retire, uh, that forced me into early retirement yeah, from multiplayer exactly. gaming. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so back to Halo now. So, um, so yeah. So the, the story wise, it sounds very interesting too. So like, this leads will this leads into my question now. So, you know, the story from what you're telling me has like a lot of interesting parts to it. But that's kind of, for me. That kind of like counteracts with the 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 art direction and the aesthetics of the game. I think one of the also reasons why, even though I had Xbox Prime and Xbox 360, and I had my own money and I had disposable income, I could have bought these games at any time. One of the reasons that kind of deterred me is that like I I, I felt like I already knew what this game was about, and like okay, well I don't you know I'm I'm more of a story guy, right? So. So it came off as generic to me. Like, do do you think that's a fair um, assumption? Like, do 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 you, you you did kind of say like the stories? Oh well, the stories as your typical setup. Like, but is there anything typical about it? Is there like, is there is there hidden depth in there? I know you know Halo Reach. There's a lot of story elements in there that uh, that really resonated with you, but like. Uh, you know, does this, how does this stack up to like something like, I'll be fair here, Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I feel like tonally okay. those games are pretty say, cool. Please don't say Last of Us. <laughs> no, no, that, that's definitely not that, fair. That, I, I, I want to, I'm trying to think of a game that's like tonally pretty similar. So do you think like Horizon right. Zero Dawn's like a tonally similar game? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Like I said, like maybe Horizon Zero Dawn, just the fact that it's a more open world game that you have more time in. Okay. You know, you're allowed to flesh out stuff more. Yeah, but as far as like dialogue and like who like I I could show this to a teenager, right? Like uh, so like even though also it's weird like those some of those games are rated M for mature. None of that none of those games look mature to me. What's up with that? All right, I get like my only get because I don't remember like I can't think it can't be language. I don't think I don't remember. Do they say potty words? I mean, I know they're the military, so like they probably curse. I'm looking at like I don't think so. I don't remember that. Like I guess maybe it's just all of the murder, but oh all the yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of murder. But you are murdering like aliens, right? So like I, yeah. So that's really weird. Like I, yeah, if you actually 
asked me like why are Halo games rated M, I actually don't know. I feel like I totally get away with team. Okay. So, like I don't know does, does the online aspect of that and what you're gonna engage. Oh with yeah. That, I wonder why they just go ahead and rate it mature because they because the Halo fans are not nearly as bad as Hero War fans, but then yeah, they I mean you. Quite, you, quite terrible. Whenever I hear about people wanting to have sex with my mom, like I, I immediately think of like online gaming. So, you know, <laughs> you got to make that M for rated M for mature. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, that's why. back to yeah, my like back to my point. Like for the for the art direction and like the the aesthetics of the game, it always came off as generic to me. So, like, do you, is that is is that a fair thing to say at all, or am I just being like overly critical? I don't think that's so fair. Like, if you look at, like I said, like the, the Marines and the ODSTs, I'm like, it's standard Space Marine look. Like, I'm like, I just, like, if I really look at, at, at them compared to, like, say, the Marines and Starship Troopers, like, it's pretty, I, I, you can tell where Halo got in. That's a huge influence on the aesthetics of that. Yeah, I mean, like, Master Chief himself, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Like, if you recolored him, maybe changed his visor just slightly like you could make a completely different franchise out of it you know so like that's kind of where i'm coming from like tell me about master chief you know because you know we're talking about like generic kind of character designs tell me about him him as a character like does he have depth like is, does, does the depth does the depth of the story kind of revolve around him like what's up with him and Cortana also like are they in love because I keep hearing things about like their romance what's up with right. that it, it, so, like I said I, mean, I think I brought it up in our that was favorite. yeah that was you yes and you could argue is it a little weird it's a, it's a little weird and creepy of a relationship we stopped thinking about for a while it might be <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> Not because, knowing anything about the franchise, it makes it it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes you more uncomfortable when uh, I guess I can get all back here. Cortana is like you know is 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 Chief's AI, right? And it's based off of a younger version of Doctor of Doctor Halsey. Doctor Halsey is the one who created the Spartan program, like picks the kids for the program and has been with all the time. So Halsey is basically their mom. Oh, so you get you, a little weird. I didn't want that. you to say it. I didn't want you to say <laughs> no, it, but you said it. Oh, man. I've been having feelings for a construct that is basically a younger version of his mom. Mm, <laughs> mm, very Freudian. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, if you understand that, I, I say, I can't, I don't think of this, a lot of this, I'm not sure what is in the games and what is in like the books and the outside material because there's so much extra media. It's like basically the Spartans are uh, basically just taken as children. If they yeah, think they're, they're like our history's Spartans. Right. Uh, the difference is they don't, te- they don't tell the parents that they've taken them. Oh, what? They just fake their death or did just like snatch no, them no, from no. the, from the playground. <laughs> they, no, like they, they take these children and then replace them with clones. Oh my God. That's so messed up. Yeah, because if they're, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this thing, Halo Legends, where there's basically, it's this, like, anthology thing they did, where they just gave, like, a bunch of anime studios, like, to do their own, like, little Halo stories. Oh, that's kind cool. Like what they're doing with Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was about that, a Spartan running away to go home, and, like, escaping to go home, and they find a, another, like... They find the clone of themselves at home. So it's like, that's why the parents aren't looking for them because the parents don't even know they're missing. 
Oh, wow. Is that where that is revealed in that short? I, I think so. Like It might also be revealed in the books. I've not read all of the books. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, supplementary material, too. Like, are those canon to the games? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure most of them are, because most of the time they let the books and stuff be, like, be prequels and revolve around outside characters just enough to where it doesn't contradict anything in the mainline games. Okay, so, like, so Bungie and 343 are, like, directly involved in, like, that kind of lore and the, the yeah, and like all the supplementary Yeah, them and Microsoft are pretty, they might off pretty protective over their Halo IP. They don't let just anybody mess around with it. You mean, like, Paramount? Uh, yeah, except for a fair amount, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, uh, the the future games though. Before we get to the show, the future games. So, like, you know, Halo. You've played Halo Four. Um, you, you're not going to touch the Halo Wars. It sounds like. Uh, so, like Halo Five Guardians and Halo Infinite. You know, given access to Game Pass, are those games that you are like super eager to go back to right now, or did Halo Four kind of? deflate your interest in the series uh, halo 4 definitely deflated my interest it's more like if i get game pass you know i get the x stick i yeah mm-hmm. i'll probably play through the campaign of halo 5 and halo infinite but it's not like i'm super hyped for it i'm like i'm curious to see how they wrapped up that story but i like i said just like between the multiplayer of halo 4 to me it's just not measuring up and the story just being overly convoluted at points, it's a Halo Four really just did do a number on me, just not being nearly as interested. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if all the <clears throat> convoluted lore in, in Halo Four maybe is just set up for Halo Five and Six, and hopefully it gets paid off, right? But uh, yeah, right, I haven't heard so. you know amazing things about Halo Five, and you know, again, this is just from an outsider perspective, listening to other people talk about it. Um, so, I mean, like. D- from your perspective, since you know the story, like uh, what, what what's your knowledge in Halo Five? Is is that is that a game that you're completely turned off on? You're just gonna play at some point out of obligation? <laughs> I'm not totally turned off. I'm still curious to see how the story goes because I do know the basic premise is like you flip flop every level from playing as Master Chief to playing the group of Spartans sent out to hunt him down. Yeah, I, I remember I, I kind of garnered that from the trailers that I would always see from like the from the trade shows. And like that seemed like a cool premise is that, you know, I don't know what Master Chief was doing at this point or if he's like a war criminal or whatever. But like that's a cool perspective shift to, to, to at least for gameplay wise, especially if they play differently, like they had different abilities. That'd be cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've yeah. I've heard pretty decent things about Halo Infinite, too, now that the game is I guess fully out because you know, they yeah, since it's, since it's actually released everything. Yeah, because they released the multiplayer first. Is that right? And then the single right. player after. Yeah, I guess it was like they released the multiplayer, but they just said the single player just wasn't done. I guess. Yeah. They're like, oh, just, just buy it now. You'll get the multiplayer. You'll get the single player when it's done. Yeah, I mean, it, fair it, enough. I mean, they wanted to sell the Xbox Series X, and you know, if and if Microsoft really were as protective of the halo franchise as they say they are then yeah you want to make sure that that that, that story is, is is tightened up and has no glitches and is and is play tested very well so for the most part it sounds like halo infinite is a good game right yeah i, I heard good things about it and that made me feel a little better like maybe maybe halo 4 was just like you know starting a new trilogy and they just didn't know exactly what they were trying to do yet so maybe halo okay. 5 infinite 
like tighten it up a little bit. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm after talking with you more in depth about it, like I, I, I do feel like I'm, my my interest in the series is definitely really increased. I, 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 I feel like Halo One, Two, and Three are a definite must play, and then you know throw in Reach just to you know get that kinship with you about you know why why and and to feel firsthand about why this game is one of your all time faves. Um, you know, maybe I'll jump into Halo Four too, but you know, Halo Four didn't endear me. But you know, I'm I'm jumping in right in the middle of a story, right? And 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 I played like a couple hours of it. I do remember that line that you said, like, "Oh, didn't we just, you know, blah blah blah, fight fight these guys or whatever?" Or didn't we just like make peace with these dudes? And I remember that line too. And I was like, and I remember like thinking in my head, like, "Oh, well, I should have played." In my head, I was like, "I should have played the last games." <laughs> but uh, and I just kind of stopped, and I, I think I traded the game in after that point. But. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like pending Game Pass access coming soon, I, I think the first thing that I'm going to do is uh, hop into these Halo games. And you know, and, and you do you do feel like my enjoyment of them w- is not wholly determinate on my experience with the multiplayer at all? I, I do not think so. Like I said, you have a really good uh, jumping in point because they have Halo Master Chief Collection, which is just a collection of all of the games and the remaster of the first three so yeah that came out on xbox one right right i believe it was like tail end of xbox one's life cycle oh perfect so um did so did they redo halo combat evolve then and made made that give give it like some quality of life i think it's just they just it's just a halo anniversary edition again oh (laughs) never mind (laughs) and and they redid halo 2 and they updated the graphics a little bit for halo 3 Okay, well, I mean, it's it's not nothing, you know. At least I won't be looking yeah, at a twenty-two-year-old game. Yeah, it's a graphical upgrade. It'll at least look pretty. Yeah, right on, dude. Cool. So, elephant in the room. What's up with this Halo show? Have you seen it all? Like, I know you kind of. I, I think you, I think I think you said you kind of like just checked it out, and you were just not feeling it at all. Like, what what's going on with the show? It's like I was checking the trailers because you know this this show. Finish on the Halo TV show has been talked about for well over a decade amongst the Xbox and every Xbox showcase. It's like, you know, asking, like, is there an update on this Ridley Scott Halo show that's supposed to be coming out? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, even though I wasn't part of like the franchise hype, ever since I want to say Halo 2, I kept hearing things about like, oh, the Halo movie is going to come out. Oh, with the, the uh, oh, oh, watch out. Oh, we got a new director. Peter Jackson's attached to the Halo movie. Now it's Guillermo del Toro. Now it's freaking, I think even D.B. Weiss, the, the, the game, one of the Game of Thrones dudes was like attached to it at some point. And then District 9 comes out and they're like, hey, this was a failed Halo movie, but it's also a great movie. So check it out. And they're they like, I think it was actually after after like that failed. They were like, they even wanted to get just to get Neil Blomkamp to come over and do the yeah. Halo movie. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah. And like, yeah, eventually they settled on, but even just the whole thing of a TV show helmed by Ridley Scott that wasn't talked about for like a decade. Yeah, I, I feel like, like this this thing has just been in development hell for so long, and then finally, uh, what is it? Was it the beginning of last year? I think it was that they the, the I, show I finally came so. out. So Paramount Plus had the had the rights to this, and I think I, I want to say Steven Spielberg is attached to this somehow. Right, I think so. He's like like he's a, like you know producer or like whatever. Oh, okay, so that means nothing. 
Yes, like yeah, like his his name is on it. Yeah, it's 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 it, he just signed a check so that he could like you know get some esteem on it. So, did you have you seen a full episode? Did you catch up on the series? What uh, what what what's what's, I, what's what's going on with the show from your perspective? Like, well, well, around the time the show came out, I didn't have Paramount Plus yet, so I didn't watch it. And I just remember talking to one of my buddies at work. Again, he said, he asked me if I'd seen it. I'm like, no, I haven't watched it. How is it? And the guy's like, well, I'm in episode two, and uh, Master Chief is banging a Covenant spy, so <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> They're giving him character, man. <laughs> and I just said, like, I'm like, aren't aren't Spartans supposed to be, like, I'm like, I don't know, I was like, aren't Spartans supposed to be, like, sterilized or, like, basically genetically turned in, into eunuchs? <laughs> Like, that's what makes it definitely. fun, Daniel. That's what makes it fun. But yeah, like after that, and just re- seeing how bad the reviews are, I just sat there and went, I have no desire to watch this. Oh, that's a shame too, man. I mean, like taking one of your favorite franchises and just like seeing it go through the ringer like that, like that's got to be deflating. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, same thing happened to me with like the Resident Evil movies. I mean, I, when the first movie came out, I was like, okay, all right. I, I mean, I can see, I, I can see where they're going with this, but like, right. it's, like it's not right. the, the games, but like, I give it a chance. And then the second movie came out. And I'm like, nah, I'm never watching ever these ever again. <laughs> oh, so I, okay. So like, well, you have played more Resident Evil games than me. I have probably seen more movies. Oh yeah. But that, that's a weird perspective. <laughs> I've never played, never played a Resident Evil game. I've, I've watched all of the movies though. <laughs> oh man, if you ever play any of the games, just get those movies out of your head. You're, they're not going to be anything alike. Like You're, you're going to recognize some names? I, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa boy. Woof. So I mean like, like uh, on that point too with, uh, right. with, with Halo, right? Like you hate to see one of your favorite franchises go through the ringer like this. And it seems like right. unnecessarily, it seems like a show would be like the perfect like way to adapt this series. Right. Cause it's very like, you know, it's very like, you know, it's not like it's a massive on world game, open world game with like so many different character choices. It's mostly an on the rails shooter. Yeah. And, and there is like hard to adapt. And from the sounds of it, too, like it sounds like there's some complicated lore and world building. So, yeah, make it a show for sure. But like everything that I've read, again, I haven't seen a, a single lick of the show outside of a couple trailers. But like it seems like the character, the the, the characters are just written wrong. Uh, I mean, like like your friend said, like by second by by episode two, like he's having relations with somebody he shouldn't be having relations with. I mean, they show his face after episode one, two, which I guess is a choice, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was happening. So they did, so they did the show. I'm like, Oh, of course they're going to show his face. Cause they always have to do that. Well, I mean, did they hire a handsome actor? I mean, I have not seen his face actually. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, if they hired a handsome actor, they're going to want to show the actor's face. So I guess that would make sense right. too. But yeah, I mean, like it, it seems like this is made by people who don't or who aren't passionate about the source material, and that's that's that sucks. Right. I I as a, in that regard, I'm like, well, I stand solidarity with your fans, understanding how that feels. Hey, season one was really good. Season two was okay too. <laughs> season two made some choices, and it made my wife very upset. But I oh. I. I thought, like, hey, if they want to do their own thing, I guess they want to do their own thing. And if doing their own thing means Henry Cavill doesn't want to be a part of it anymore, well, that's their loss. Right. 
All right, Daniel. Well, you know what? I I, I, f- I feel reinvigorated on this franchise, and I, I I will definitely put this on on a on a on a back on on a very urgent backlog as soon as I get access to Game Pass. I did see a news story uh, with all of you know the the news hoopla with Microsoft acquiring uh, Activision. They you know said to like the lawyers and to the judge and stuff that like hey we're we're making deals with nintendo and we're bringing xbox games to nintendo at some point so i don't know if that means game pass will be available on the switch at some point god i hope so i hope so as as soon as i saw that i'm like do that do that give me starfield on the switch oh my gosh yes and just like being able to stream xbox games on the switch is just a dream dude so you know one can hope that conversations are being held to have game pass come to competitive consoles near you uh so or or maybe that means the master chief collection comes out physically on switch i mean they were like you know two of the you know yeah yeah those games were uh originally released on hardware that the that the switch can parody so i don't see why that can't why that can't happen or maybe bring gears of war a non-multiplayer version of game gears of war to the switch as well you know let's bring all of xbox's games to 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 the masses so that everyone can enjoy them like your boy mike who is very interested in halo now thank you so much daniel well i'm glad i could be of help awesome dude so i mean do you have any last things to say about uh, a halo like where do you where, where do you want the the series to go from here do you want them to just keep putting out games do you want them to take a break do you think maybe another shot at an adaptation might be a, might might be a, in the cards what, what, what are you thinking let's say well i definitely i have no idea about the adaptations because it took us so long to get whatever that show was i'm not going <laughs> out for that like yeah i just like you know it's like i just hope they continue to make good games like that's all i can really hope for and like that like, pending access to game pass i will be there to play them yeah uh, do you do you think halo reputation wise and uh critically critical and um uh audience acclaim wise do you think it's still like one of the biggest franchises in gaming right now do you think it still holds that same esteem that it did 22 years ago i at least for xbox gamers absolutely because i i when i watched that i believe it was that conference where they first showed off like some campaign stuff from halo infinite all the xbox fans were still going crazy for it so oh yeah uh and i remember like you, you you could feel the energy from that conference just like uh just permeating and you can just feel everybody salivating to get their hands on it too and you know you love to see that too like i love seeing passionate fan bases getting exactly what they want right so yeah I, like like you you know i'm i'm always rooting for for um for for good franchises, good franchises to put out good games too. So, you know, I, so I, I hate it when I hear things like, Oh, halo five isn't doing so well. Oh, the Xbox isn't selling as much as many units as they want, which means that, you know, the, 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 the halo franchises isn't getting the reach that it wants. Right. Pun intended. And then, you know, hearing on and off things about halo infinite, how like the multiplayer is broken, but we fixed it. And then the single player is coming later, but like there's glitches and like, the the i guess maybe i think even right now like the last thing i heard about it like a few weeks ago is that like um the player base isn't really there for halo infinite right now so they're hoping that microsoft and 343 are going to put out some sort of like big expansion pack at some point so you know i i I hope that like this franchise can you know 
be put back up on the pedestal where I feel like a lot of people would uh, would think it belongs, right? Right. Yeah, like I said, it I don't think it has like the weight that it had like back in two thousand one around time Halo one and Halo two came out, but it's still it's still like you know it's still Xbox baby. It's their premier like first party franchise yeah and i'm sure a lot of people know this too but like in, when halo 3 came out it was the biggest entertainment launch in the world at that point i mean it's been broken by like uh probably like avengers and End, infinity war end game or something like that but like yeah at, at some point like pure dollar sales halo 3 was the biggest thing in all of entertainment and that was like as a gamer, like that, that made me like, they gave me like a sense of pride. I was like, yes, gaming is making its way to the mainstream, you know? So like, yeah, I mean like Halo deserves its recognition, at least from a outsider's point of view. So like, I'd be super happy to be a part of that at some point too. So yeah, Microsoft, give me that, give me that stick. Exactly. (laughs) I always love the kind of awkward pause that you have whenever I get, whenever whenever I say stick, like, (laughs) It's like you don't know how to react. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I, I tell my wife this all the time. My brain runs on a delay. I swear. I say if people think I'm just, I just operate in there. I was like, no, no, I'm waiting for it for the fish to process so appropriate response. I mean, and to be fair, I say stupid stuff all the time, so like it makes sense for for that to process in a lot of people's brains. So thank you for giving me the per, the correct response, Daniel. What you got there? Well, Mike, I have been, I have been going against my own. Let's say flags planted here on the podcast. Okay. I have been watching a lot of things on Netflix recently. Ew, Netflix. Say <laughs> bingo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, you, you're you're just trying to acclimate yourself to the tastes of Netflix so that when the Horizon show finally comes out and flops, like you can say like, hey, I told you so. <laughs> exactly. But there are a couple of things I've been wanting to watch let's see for a while and i feel like i ran to finish one thing me and my wife we had finished up watching arcane wow you've never gotten into arcane i have not it's been on my list of things to watch but you know there's so much media so little time Ooh, man talk about video game adaptations dude so like yeah what's your history with league of legends and anything like that i i I know it exists Same here. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, my wife and I jumped into arcane, like just knowing that like, Oh, this is based on league of legends. And I know that the league of legends fan base is super toxic. So like I was really put off by this show, but then my wife started watching it like, and she immediately like binged the entire thing. But tell me about your experience with uh, arcane. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Like in my wife, like I just, I didn't even ask my wife to watch it with me because uh, Taylor does have this thing where she doesn't like watching animated things that are not meant for children. Oh yeah, absolutely. You feel like you're getting away with something when you're doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, she just says that she's like, I don't get making cartoons that are not meant for children. She says, she says, it's a why I don't like anime. <laughs> yeah, but I started watching it, and she was just like, I said, like, I just started watching. It. She had to be in the room, and by like episode two, she started asking questions like, so who are these people? What's going on here? And by the end of it, she. We were binge watching it. We watched like four episodes. Where I'm like, I think we need to go to bed. She's like, there's only three 
episodes left. Let's just finish them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 so addictive. This show, like, and it every episode ends in like the perfect string you along way, like where you just feel like, oh, it's it's just forty five minutes. Like I, I, I can spare another one. I can go to bed a little bit later today. Right. And it's like that. Like the I liked it. The setting was really cool. Like I I am a fan of anything steampunk. So. Yeah, I, I love the aesthetics, dude. Like the animation style is just gorgeous. The three act structure, the way the episodes are structured, where like episodes one, two, and three is act one, act two is four, five, and six, and act three is uh, seven, eight, nine, is just freaking perfect. Because like you can binge the first three and then you know sit with that for a little bit and then come back for act two and then do the same thing for act three. And like the character growth, the the the, the world building, the the just. Every, I think this show is like legit masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like I said, my wife being a you know, being an animation major that she was just looked at it and she's like, this show is so pretty. I know <laughs> it's like a like, French animation studio too that like it hasn't really done much too. And I, I, I kind of looked them up. They're called like Fort, Fort, Fortiche or something. Like they did a few things like with Nickelodeon, but like this is like the first big thing that they've ever put out on their own so like kudos to riot games for like you know for for spotting them or maybe it was maybe they were shopping their tech around to different studios to see you know to kind of you know put their name out there but like like everything about this game like the sum of its parts like the 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 dialogue is great the characters are great the voice acting is great like the the freaking theme song slaps dude and i am not an imagine dragons fan (laughs) Oh, I'm glad. That's it. Yeah, as soon as I heard, as soon as I heard it, my wife was. We, we were watching on my was like, "All right, this is what that's. This is where that song came from." Oh right. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I still don't like this song, but I get it." Oh okay. It well, sense. I think it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like I loved all the characters. That I, I really was shocked by like the by like the voice talent behind the show. Oh yeah, dude. And like, you know, I know they went with Haley Steinfeld for, you know, for Vi and stuff, but like it works. Like she does a great job and like, you know, there's established voice actors for um for most of the other characters as well. I think some of them are like TV actors uh, as well, but like, you know, for the most part I think the other voice act voice talent is like established voice actors from like other animation right. and movies and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I, like I like of course like, I saw that uh what was it? Was it Vaughn? I think is the is the dad is like the kids the adopted dad. So mm-hmm. I was like, yep, that's uh, I say yeah, I remember his voice actor, and then Yuri Lowenthal is in it. I'm like, oh, of course he is. It's animated. That man is yeah. everything animated. <laughs> he's and he's I, legally obligated to be in everything animated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I thought the funniest one was that Victor was voiced by Harry Lloyd. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just like I like it's like it doesn't sound like the man that's begging that's begging for I say to not be killed with a pot of molten gold, but I <laughs> right on. Yeah, it's so crazy like the way that these people are like using their voice in different ways, and you kind of like slightly uh, can 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 catch a whiff of like their original voice every now and then. But uh, yeah, dude, the, the show is dope, and like we've watched it countless times here in our household. So yeah, it's awesome that you're all caught up with this now. Yeah, great. And as soon as we were done, my wife was like, so when does season two come out? We don't know. We're still waiting on right, news yeah. on that. Yeah. Waiting. I was like, hopefully it's soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I, think they're just 
they're just drawing. <laughs> they're just, you know, refining that tech and just animating it. So it's, it, they, hopefully they take as long as they need to, but hopefully that, that wait isn't too long. Right. All right, Mike, what you got there? This is a late addition to the show because uh, I had something else uh, in my pocket for what you got there for this week, but I'm going to save that for next week because uh, last night, my wife and I, uh, because this fell off of a truck and in front of our driveway, uh, we got a we we managed to watch uh, the movie The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser. Have you seen this yet, Daniel? I have not, but I think I've heard of it. Okay, so Brendan Fraser, who a lot of people would know out there, he was a star of the Mummies, uh, the Mummy films, yeah, like in the late nineties. Exactly, yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, he was like the one of the biggest actors out there. Like he's like that comedic action star, uh, pretty much what Chris Pratt is now, but everybody likes him <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, he, he's gone through some like physical and mental struggles over the years and stuff. And he's, he, he, he stepped away from acting and he kind of just all of a sudden started coming back. Uh, it's kind of a shame that like that Batgirl movie got, uh, canceled because he was going to be the main villain of that. He was going to play firefly. Um, but this was another big return for acting here because this is a movie by Darren Aronofsky. And if you, if anybody remembers him, he directed, um, um, dang it. The, the black Swan, uh, the, that really controversial movie, uh, from 2017 called mother. Uh, he did the wrestler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darren Aronofsky. Did, let's see. Didn't he also do that weird, uh, noah movie yeah he did that noah movie <laughs> that's him <laughs> yeah yeah that movie that i was that everyone when it came out told me was the most evil movie ever how could they make this movie yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> so his, this is his new movie uh this is his new movie since 2017 with mother uh so brendan fraser plays the titular character he's he goes the name of charlie uh so I'm just going to I'm just going to do like the one line premise of this movie. And I really highly recommend people just kind of not really learn anything else about it and just kind of jump into it from there. So Charlie is an English professor who teaches online uh, courses. And the premise of the movie is that he's trying to reconnect with his daughter. And his daughter is played by actress Sadie Sink, who, if you listen to the last episode, uh, was one of my name drops for uh one of the actors i thought could potentially play uh aloy in the in 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 the horizon our horizon movie and she was in uh, stranger things most famously too so uh charlie is a morbidly obese man too so he like he's he's basically immobile for the most part he's immobile like he can he can't move from his couch without the without the use of like a walker or or a um a, a larger um wheelchair and stuff like that so the movie is I'm going to say it, dude, one of the best movies I have ever seen in my entire life. And 90% of that is Brendan Fraser's um, performance. I have never seen an actor perform at this level before. That's not being held by just like the makeup and prosthetics. Cause he did have a, he did have to wear like a fat suit for this, but like, it's not that like his the, his performance surpasses the the like I said the makeup and the prosthetics. It surpasses who the actor is. He becomes this completely different person, and it's so 
endearing and it's so amazing it, it this movie is about redemption this movie is about seeing the kindness in humanity and it's it it tackles all these like complicated um subject matter from like from religion to self-deprecation to of course weight to of course like family um relationships and like the the and families you know coming apart and and it, it deals with lgbt stuff too and it's like but this movie is just so well written and incredibly acted like i cannot recommend this movie enough um i started hearing about it back in september of 2022 when it premiered at like the venice film festival and I, you know, some, you know, every time Venice or like Toronto International Film Festival comes out, there's always these news articles about like, oh, this move, when, when this movie aired, everybody gave like a six minute standing applause. And then the actor came out there and he gave this amazing speech. And, you know, for the most part, you, you, you read those articles and you're like, okay, this is hyperbole. They're, this is just part of the marketing cycle. Cause, you know, I'm cynical like that. But this is like, so am I. Yeah, exactly. Right. This is the first time or maybe one of the only times that like I've heard that and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll check it out. I am so glad I did because this movie is absolutely phenomenal. And it like, and it's one of those very intimate movies where it's all basically just filmed in one room for, for the most of the movie, to be honest, it makes sense because this guy is like immobile, but like you don't notice that at all because you're just so enthralled by the story and the drama and the at and the acting and the performances and brendan fraser like he was nominated for an oscar for best actor because of this film and if he doesn't win i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> because i have never again i have never seen a human being act at this level before like it is masterpiece like i i i'm not gonna praise this movie enough because it is just so good go see it right now as soon as this episode's over go f- go rented on Redbox or I don't know where it's streaming right now. Again, it fell off the back of a truck in front of our driveway, so that's where we found it. But, you know, go 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 seek this movie as soon as you can because it is just heart-wrenching and it is just beautiful. Mm. I will definitely have to check this out then. Exactly. You recommended Halo to me. I'm recommending The Whale. So, <laughs> we're we're even. <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right man so that'll do it for this week's episode thank you thank you uh to daniel also you you were pretty much carrying this whole episode man with your expertise i really appreciate that i do the best i can don't worry soon it'll be your turn <laughs> all right awesome i can't wait man so that'll do it for us uh and also thank you to erica as well for 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 uh for her cameo appearance go check out hogwarts legacy uh it, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be coming out on a big sale sometime soon because the game has sold really well and i'm sure warner brothers wants more people to play it as well so be on the lookout for that folks if you if you if you can spare it. and it's coming out on like the the the, the prior consoles as well i think in june yeah yeah, yeah. i just saw that yeah absolutely so you know if, if that's what you have then you're, you'll be able to play it as well so yeah keep an eye out on the hogwarts legacy so for my co-host daniel i am your co-host mike and like we say when we are shouting obscenities at one another when we're playing an online match on Halo 3. GG! Hey, that's not rude. You're supposed to say something rude. (laughs) Family-friendly show, Mike. Family-friendly show. Okay. GG it is. (laughs) 